Jackie, one half of Terra Nova. Hey, I'm Kendall, the other half of Terra Nova, which makes us a whole. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, Jackie, so I know your last name is Martinez, but Kendall, what is your last name, bro? My last name is Burton. Okay, so all I have is Kendall B in my notes because I was searching and I'm like, I don't see his last name. Oh, yeah, I put Kendall B like everywhere. Okay, so I'm like, name. yo. It's not like, you. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, am I a terrible host? I'm doing my research. <laughs> but <That's cool. laughs> um, for those that are listening, I absolutely, absolutely love Terra Nova Podcast. I have been a guest on their show plenty of times. Um, I would consider them as far as like like horror friends and family that so hopefully I'll soon be able to meet y'all in person if I'm ever in New York City. Um, but you know yes. how flights cost now but oh, um, i'll show you I'm, I, I'm gonna be in texas soon so I'll definitely oh yeah for sure yeah we definitely link with that for sure but i decided to bring them on to um go through the second installment of our zombie segment of the show okay this time we're going to talk about 28 days later right <laughs> which I know there's a lot of discourse surrounding 28 Days Later. Is it an infection film? Is it a zombie film? We don't care. In Monstrosity Voices world, (laughs) it's a fucking zombie movie, okay? And we'll get into that later. So the first question I have before we get into 28 Days Later, um, and whoever answers first is perfectly fine, is what is your favorite zombie movie and why? And you know what? Actually, I think I'm going to let the enthusiast Jackie go first. (laughs) (laughs) That is accurate. Right? That's so hard. There's so many. They're just so good. Um, Damn. (laughs) Maybe I should have had Kendall go first. (laughs) because <laughs> well, I mean, it's a cross between Night of the Living Dead, both versions, the okay. original and the remake, um, and Train to Busan. Like, Ooh. those two are, like, my ultimate favorite mo- zombie movies. Um, and you know what's funny? Because you mentioned World War Z. I saw that on my birthday when it first came out. What? I told my boyfriend, I was okay. like, my birthday. And want to see World War Z, and I saw that my birthday. Yeah, I like to do that my birthday, guys. I like to watch horror stuff and just be cake. But yeah, so Night of the Living Dead and Train to Busan are like two of my ultimate favorite zombie movies, and the reason why is because social commentary. 
I love when zombie movies have social commentary because it reflects real life. It it just reflects it. You know, the real human living of like, what are we willing to do to survive? And what are we willing to do to get ahead of someone else? Like, are we going to be that person that throws people into the pit? Or are we going to be the people like, oh, I'm going to hide my bite. I'm not infected. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Sorry, that was a reference. And all my episodes were like merging together, so there was a reference in in the, which would be last week's episode for the listeners that are listening now of um the whole meme of Mark Zuckerberg like getting bitten but not wanting to tell anyone. There's like a meme. It's like he looks like that type of person. But anyways, I'm, I'm so seen sorry. That meme. Exactly. That I'm gonna have to find it's that. True. Yeah, it's very true. Um, but yeah, but those that's my main reason for those movies because it's just so much social commentary. You know, for Night of the Living Dead, it was, you know, like of yeah, social commentary and the theme at the time when George R. Romero did that one and the remake, because people forget that he also did the remake as well. Yeah. Um, and that's basically racism. You know, showing that in your face in the form of a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But I know people are like, nah, nah, nah. it's like you, you get the thing I hate about people like that are non horror fans is that whenever they watch movies with something similar like that, they're like, oh, here we go. They're bringing that thing in the middle. It's like it's horror. What do you expect? Horror mm-hmm. is the basis of social commentary. You're gonna get it whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not. Exactly. And then for, and then for Train to Busan is definitely the, the cultural shock of it all. You know such a different culture it's a different concept and it's just like there's no happy ending to it it's just sadness but it's just like again it shows realism of like what are you willing to do to try to survive Mm -hmm. and it's just so chaotic but yeah those are my picks and those are my reasons those are good like (laughs) train to busan i feel like it's super underrated outside of the horror community of course like within our community we appreciate that film but outside a lot of people don't know about it and i think it's one of the greatest zombies or infected films ever so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure i think it full i would honestly put it in that realm of like a hereditary of like, oh definitely in terms of like oh, how yes. good it is and how like mainstream it can be if like mm-hmm. released to the proper audience like i felt like hereditary had like that mainstream reach that like it was kind of easily approachable for anyone even people yeah. who aren't into horror i think trend of mm-hmm. has that same kind of effect where like you can just show somebody that film and be like yo there's zombies in this but like peep this this is like you don't need to know the history of zombies to enjoy this movie you don't exactly you know, know the history of like the commentary behind zombies watch this movie and just feel something <laughs> right yeah. and then and, that movie does a great job at that right so kendall what are what is your favorite or your favorites it could be more than one i think i'm gonna have to do like jackie and go into favorites because with me there's so fucking many zombie movies and i i like a lot of different zombie movies for a lot of different reasons and mm-hmm. jackie knows i like weird stuff so <laughs> I like different weird zombie movies for weird reasons. Like, okay, if I had to say, like, just one, one, if I had to just pick one overall, I would probably say Train to Busan just because of, like, how well it hits everything, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I just really like, like, the character development. I like the way the characters, everything that plays out. Um, but if I had to, like, go beyond that, one of my favorite zombie movies, which I always recommend to people because it cracks me the fuck up, it's this Russian film called Dead Snow. Uh huh. Is there a video anyone... game based on that? Well, there's a lot of video games with like Nazi zombies, so I don't okay. think it's like specifically based off of that one. Okay. But I remember it used to be on Netflix. It's called Dead Snow. It's like Russian. One of my friends who is from Russia, 
I remember mentioning to him that he was me. He being who started cracking up about it because he he seen it and he actually knows Russian, so like he didn't need the subtitles like I did. But he was like, that movie is insane. It's like basically it's very similar, like tropey horror movie setup. Like a bunch of people go on like a trip and it's like in I think it's like Poland or something. These uh, a few few people. I think it's like six of them. They go on like a little trip in like a cabin or whatever, and what they don't know that there are fucking zombies out there but like not just zombies like nazi zombies because <laughs> apparently like you know after the war how a lot of zomb- uh, not a lot of nazis like fled the different parts of europe and stuff like that because they were losing mm-hmm. so like this movie works with the premise that like not only did they fled they went into like they went into the hills the towns believe they died but some of them actually survived as zombies mm-hmm. <laughs> The movie's fucking bizarre. It's like I'm gonna have to watch movie, that. It's bizarre. Actually, I don't even want to tell you more about it. It's bizarre. It's hilarious in some ways uh-huh. and scary in other ways. It is bizarre, but so funny. The sequel was nowhere near as good, but the first one, fucking peak cinema for me. <laughs> it's, it's you hilarious. know what? That sounds like something I'd like to watch, right? <laughs> yeah, so, you can find it somewhere. Dead snow. What was your first? like introduction or discovery of 28 days later hmm. if you remember jackie you can go first i think like um i think in passing like you know we used to, we used to advertise it through trailer back when trailers didn't show you anything right um, i remember that oh man so that was and i was like what's going on here and i think that was also a time when the zombie quote-unquote had transitioned to fast-paced zombies because we've never seen that before mm-hmm. um and that was my first take of it I remember that I remember I think I watched it back when they used to give it like on those like cable movie channels and I think I watched it then and I was like what the hell is going on here freak me out um but that was my first introduction to it. And I was just like, these zombies are fast. What the hell? Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, fast <laughs> zombies. Um, and it's funny because when that came out, that's when that whole conversation happened where what is your type of zombie? And it's, it's so wild that we still have that to this day uh, in 2022 about what is your type of zombie? And it's just it, because of that, 28 days later. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and it was just really well done. Like, I mean, I'll get more into what I like about the movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. For for me, the for I remember the first time I saw it. I didn't see trailers or anything. Uh, this is back when, like, I don't know if cable even still does this, but like, there used to be like video on demand channels. Yeah, it was like HBO had their Ooh. Cinemax and all Telling that. Telling your theirs. age. Yeah, that was like <laughs> when cable was like useful and stuff. Um, right. And I, I would be at my friend's crib on the weekends and just every week, I don't know how, why, but like every week I would just randomly end up picking a movie on video on demand and just watch. And I remember seeing 28 Days Later and I read like the quick summary and I was like, okay, that sounds interesting enough. I'll check it out. And I remember watching it and I was like, man, this looks like a really shitty VHS. Like his way to how grainy it looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, that was the first time I saw it. And I was like, oh, it was like surprisingly good. It was a lot better of a movie than I thought it would be, honestly. But uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I do remember sitting down with my friend. I think one of my friends was like, "Why are these motherfuckers so fast?" So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, there, there was that. <laughs> there was definitely that conversation. But yeah, yeah, not, yeah, that was a while back. I think that was might have been a year or two after it first came out. But yeah, 
the on demand. <laughs> I think uh, so. I know for a fact the first time he seeing it, I, I think I'm younger than y'all actually because I'm about to yep. tell my age for real. But um, I was you are. what 2001. I was in the what I was in the first grade. <laughs> Oh my God, sorry. we're that ancient. Makes, that makes me laugh. But my parents, we're ancient. My, my parents, oh my God. And my, I'm sorry. I'm just no, like, okay. I'm ancient. Holy shit. I'm actual ancient, so I get it. But my parents <laughs> and my aunt, who's a huge horror fan, they had a bunch of DVDs. Like, DVDs were like it back then. And I just remember mm-hmm. seeing this fucking DVD cover that was red with these eyes. And I'm like, get this shit out of my face. <laughs> Yeah, it is a very jarring cover. Get this shit out of my face. So that was my first time seeing it. And I just remember like probably like middle school and I was I always got it confused with that one like Sandra Bullock movie. Mm-hmm. That was like I think it was like twenty eight de- let me Google, let me use a Google machine real quick. I think it was like twenty eight days or something with Sandra Bullock. Uh hold on, I'm about to use a Google machine. Yeah, it's called 28 Days, and it's a Sandra Bullock-like drama. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, 28 Days, 28 Days later. <laughs> so yeah, I think I watched it for the first time maybe in college or maybe late high school. I don't remember. I just feel like I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I know this movie. Um, but yeah, the reason why I um, decided to talk about it today or have y'all talk about it is because kind of like what Jack had said earlier about like that movie was really revolutionary as regarding as as shifting the whole idea of the zombie or infected whatever being like the slow brain eating kind of creature and yeah and moving it to being like super like Usain Bolt speed fast like I don't even <laughs> want to eat you I just want to infect you right so of course, y'all know that the story pretty much depicts um, the breakdown of society following the accidental release of a highly contagious virus and pretty much um, hones in on these group of survivors and how they cope um, with life, you know, as they know it, you know. So we have the director, Danny Boyle, who, uh, you, uh, Kendall, you were talking earlier about it being like real grainy. Um, they did that yeah. purposely and they shot it on a DV-based Canon uh, camera to create kind of that harshness and to kind of show like the real world, like plausibility that this could actually happen. Um, that movie kind of dark sense. too, like uh, the dark, like actually dark, like as far as like screen wise. I remember when I first yeah. started watching, I'm like, can I turn my brightness up? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, the blacks yeah. are black in this movie. <laughs> no, for, uh. no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so it has Killian Murphy, um, who plays Jim, who also is in Quiet Place, Quiet Place Two. If y'all haven't seen that, um, we have Naomi Harris, who plays Selena, who is absolutely kick ass. Who we'll get into later. Noah Huntley, uh, play who is playing Mark. We have Brendan Gleeson, who's playing Frank, and then we have Megan Burns, who plays Hannah. And lastly, we have Christopher E. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, who's playing Major Henry West. So, you know how do you okay so obviously like we've all like all of us we've experienced like COVID-19 the pandemic and all that stuff and there are some similarities in terms and stuff and that's kind of something that came in the past episode when I was talking with Zero about World War Z as far as the rage virus how do you feel present day like U.S. globe world would react to the rage virus I mean knowing what what you know about COVID (laughs) Yeah, did you see what happened in January with the whole like riot happening in the White House? That's exactly what's gonna happen. Exactly. 
And you know the way... that might have been the virus. <laughs> no, right? low key, because you know it starts off with rioting, right? Yo, <laughs> what if they got the rat? Anyways, they might got yeah, they, they might got, got that rage. No, they got that racist virus, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's the same thing. They yeah. got a they got a different R virus. They ain't got the rage. They got the racist. Same thing. Um, yeah, it is the same thing. It's not it's same thing. Same thing. Right. So um there's this uh film comics explained and they have a segment on YouTube where they go through different I think it's film comics explained. I have to go through and look. I'll link the um the YouTube video in the show notes, but they have a a, a um segment on YouTube where they go through different zombie and infected films and they talk mm-hmm. about the viruses, for example, they talk about whatever virus plagues the citizens in I Am Legend, World War Z, Night of the Dead, all that stuff. So they talk about the rage virus, and it's really informative. So pretty much it's like this um, combination of like rabies and Ebola. And initially, um, they were trying to figure out like, oh, why is there, um, why are people so angry? Why are people so upset? Let's figure out an inhibitor to kind of limit this anger and limit this like um, chaos. And so I don't know for what fucking reason the scientist was like, hey, the way we deliver this is we're going to deliver this through the Ebola virus. Who thinks about that? Yeah. I feel hey, like scientists uh, just be doing shit sometimes. Hey, we, we all saw Frankenstein. Like some things ain't meant to be done. Like... I really feel like scientists just be sciencing and doing shit that don't need to be touched for real. Um, so pretty much That's how they learn things. So. Exactly. You know, um, I mean, I'm all for the scientific method, but Ebola, yeah. get it together. <laughs> so pretty much <laughs> through that, um, through the delivery of the Ebola virus, they find out that in, that it does not, in fact, calm down anger. It creates more anger. So it started off with there being like small riots and oh, people overtaking villages and then eventually um, people started like bleeding out of their eyes and throwing up pretty much a lot of the same characteristics Damn. as Ebola and rabies like acting kind of savagely but then also having a lot of like bodily fluids coming out of your pores so um, we start Damn. off yeah no seriously and a lot of this comes from the actual like comic or like the, the manga I don't want to call it the manga but the comic so yeah. um, the initial attack is of course just like an outbreak have you ever seen outbreak i have so you know an outbreak there's always the animal activist no disrespect you know for any of my listeners who are animal activists or you know no disrespect man you know don't peter people be wilding a man people be crazy bro like Mm. i mean i get it it's all for a cause i don't even go to the zoo no more because of that you know i don't i don't go to the zoo i don't go to you know what i'm saying i really don't like the aquarium like that but Y'all need to don't be releasing no monkeys. D- leave the monkeys where they at. <laughs> you know, and hey, so the problem is they care about them animals more than people. That's exactly US. right, and uh, so like I mean I get it, but it's just like just like an outbreak with Patrick Dempsey's character. Like he went in and he was fucking with stuff he wasn't supposed to be fucking with, and then people started throwing up and shit, and then all hell broke loose. It's kind of the same. <laughs> so um, my thing is, is you have that. Recently, where the um, animal rights activists walk in and this like fucking monkeys like chained to the table watching like six TVs at one time and then all of a sudden <laughs> granted this is supposed to be a scientific laboratory with blood-borne viruses infectious diseases ain't nobody got no mask as far as the scientist goes there ain't no mask no suits no nothing yep. and he's just like oh they have the rage virus uh, beware uh, security I'm like where was security at in the first place 
These are important questions. These are very important questions because I was wondering right. that too. I actually forgot that was how the virus started in this movie. Yes, because I, I haven't seen the movie in so long. I forgot how the virus even. I just remember they said monkeys, and I was like, "Yeah, they always do monkeys." <laughs> right. Mm, uh, interesting. In every movie, it's always monkeys. So I was like, "Whatever, it's monkeys again." Uh, I, so I forgot I, about that Peter basically stuff when they came in there and did all that. I was because at first I was like, "Hold on, why are these people here giving?" He was like, "Oh yeah, they activists." I was like, "This right. bullshit." I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I think my favorite part of that first scene, because me, I feel like I watch too much Cinema Sins because now I start to think like the guy from Cinema Sin. <laughs> so like, you know, they're they're sitting there and the doctor or the scientist is like, hey, don't open that cage. They have the rage virus, rage. Aha. And so he's telling them like, hey, it's contagious. You're going to die. They throwing up. They shitting everywhere. X, Y, Z, right? And so then Shadi opens the gate or opens the uh, little thing and the zombie and the uh, monkey bites her. And the other dude's like, what's happening to her? He just told you what was going to happen to her. <laughs> He just sat there and listed everything that was going to happen, and that's exact. And then I think, I think according to the comic, I think it's fifteen seconds that yeah. they have before they turn. Of course, like in World War Z, it was twelve. So technically, I think that's the fastest, but that's still pretty damn fast to turn because it's, it's really like fast, she yeah. got bit and then instantly started throwing up and shit, and then all hell broke loose, right? Mm. And I'm just like, he's like, "What's going on with her?" And I'm like, "She just told. He just told you. See, leave the monkeys alone." <laughs> leave the monkeys alone so um like with again like kind of going back into like the whole like infection and zombie discourse like with traditional Mm -hmm. zombie movies and stuff like that like how do y'all feel about that do y'all care like as far as like do you care what makes a zombie or what makes it affect an infection movie do you care as far as like oh well this is technically undead because some people like really anal about that kind of stuff like I really don't care. They're kind of like subgenres of each. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how do y'all feel about that? Hmm. I mean, I know the director himself, like, <clears throat> Danny Boyle has said that how I don't consider this a zombie film. But, like, I mean, one can say the same thing about the girl with all the gifts. Right. Like, that's yeah. kind of like, it is a zombie movie, but it's also kind of not. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a... It's kind of weird because again i feel like the term zombie or even just seeing it in, in the john and horror genre in general has changed so much mm-hmm. like it's not the typical like george r a romero's zombies anymore i mean he was the one that kind of created the whole thing you know through his vision and people have always said you know i'm inspired by him you know what he did but i don't know for me Watching it, I feel like I do consider it a type of zombie film because, yes, they're infected. They may not be being like all brains or like chasing after you, but they have the instinct to attack you, feed on you, bite you. Like, in a way, it kind of is like that. That is what zombies do, even though it's slightly different. Yeah, it's it's they're infected, but it has the same formula of like infected, bite, infected, bite, infected, bite. So that's kind of the same. And I'm sure someone will say, "What about this movie?" Like, okay, but again, like the term infection as well. It, it's so many subgenres as well as well because we see affection yeah. films not just. 
both horror, but also drama, but also, you know, I mentioned it before. I mentioned this all the time on the podcast that how horror in general is unlimited. Everything is considered horror. So even films like Outbreak or even Contagion, that's it's an affection film, but also that's a I horrifying. consider those. I consider all of those films horror as far as like, yes. to, to, and I'm sorry to cut you they off, are, like yeah. anything re- in, involving like catastrophe or like, re- like any, of, any of that, anything surrounding that is considered horror because it's like that mm-hmm. could potentially happen. Hell, that kind of yes. did happen. And the emotions yes. that come up when those things, when that has happened, of course, like the closest example we have is, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic, is people were filled with fear and, and panic mm-hmm. and and hectic, you know, energy and stuff like that. So it was like, that is horrifying. Therefore, it is horror. Okay, I digress. Keep going. No, no I agree that. I'm just like, I'm so true. tired of people being like, oh, it's not horror. I'm like, who are you to be? Are you the yeah. horror police? <laughs> well, they want they want some people to think they are, but you know how yeah. the problem with horror is that uh, it's too many things, it's too many determining factors that make people believe something is horror. There's yes. the if it don't scare me, it ain't horror. There's it, the, right. if it doesn't fit a certain kind of thing, it's not horror. If there's not enough blood, it's not horror. Uh, there's something uh, if there's social commentary, it's not horror. Like people mm-hmm. have nine hundred qualifiers. If there's no take... social commentary, then it's not horror. Exactly. You know? So like yeah. people have nine hundred qualifiers for what makes something horror, and then the, and at the same time, a lot of time the community can't really agree. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. agree because you know we watch so many of these things that we're just like, man, we know that horror hits the spectrum. But I think most people, don't, a lot of people, don't feel that way. They feel like it has to fit a certain window, and if it doesn't, then it's not what it is. Yes. I mean, the same thing could be said about the Walking Dead series. I'm sure some people say, well, that's more of a drama series. And it's just like, no, sir, that is horror. It's dramatic horror, but it is horror. Oh, that shit's scary. Exactly. And I feel that's where things get lost in translation when it comes to horror, especially films like this, where it deals with like an affection, where Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, it's infectious. It's a zombie film, but it's like, it's the same thing. You know, it has the same formula. You're in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the formula of a zombie apocalypse. You have this infection that's spreading through bites. That's the formula of a zombie apocalypse. You have this yeah. notion of like, are you bit? Are you this? Did the blood get in you? Did you swallow the blood? That's the formula of a zombie apocalypse. That's how it spreads. Mm-hmm. So whether people see it as in well, they're not zombies, they're infected, they're this and that, it's the same shit whether you see it or not. So to me, it is a zombie movie, whether people like it or not. I feel like a lot of times, I feel like this is a question I would ask, right? If somebody, this is not a horror movie. Would you be scared if there were zombies or undead or infected people running around? Like, oh, I already told Ken, listen, I told Kendall and I told my boyfriend, I would throw myself into the hurt because I am not going to survive the zombie wait, apocalypse. Wait, no, say, say that, say that, say that. Oh, you know what? Screw it. That's going to go into the next, we're going to go into the next question. Since we talking about it. But no, honestly, you ask somebody like, okay, since it's not horror, would you be scared if you were sitting down chilling and all of a sudden the zombie broke to your house? Exactly. You be well, scared. Therefore, it is a horror movie. Get out of my face. Well, some people are hoping for a situation like that, so they might not be as scared as you think. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, can, but can I think, you... hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Before go ahead. I just wanted to say, to, I don't know what Jackie was saying. I kind of feel like, as, as Jackie said, like since the, the definition of what a zombie has expanded so much, like we've gotten beyond just like, you know, basically decaying bodies to now we have like full fledged, just like basically regular people, but like just their minds are warped. 
and they're acting out and all of this stuff. And then we have mm-hmm. like the girl with all the gifts where it's like a fungus and all of these things, which mm-hmm. are like basically a mutation. Like That was so innovative, like the... by the way. Yeah, that yeah. movie was awesome. That, that was, was super fantastic. innovative. It's like with all of these different definitions of like what is a quote unquote zombie is and all that, I almost feel like now we need to just call it like an infection genre. <laughs> like yeah. you shouldn't call it zombie mm-hmm. anymore. It should just be called infection because at the end of the day, all of these movies are an infection. It's mm-hmm. just the movie is generally about how the infection affects the person. So like mm-hmm. you have this where the infection just makes people angry because mm-hmm. they still go down from like a bullet. It doesn't even have to be a headshot, which I completely forgot about while watching this movie. Because when the, the scene came and they like had to shoot somebody, I was just like, why didn't they aim for the head? But then I remember, I forgot, like, oh, yeah, they're not actually, like, fully decaying zombies. They're people mm-hmm. that are just, like, raged out. But, like, when, when but, yeah, just saying all of it, it needs to just be called infections. You have too many different movies that kind of fit this criteria in so many different ways. It should just be called infection. Shit, Mayhem, that me and Jackie did on the podcast, that could be considered a zombie movie because mm-hmm. people are acting. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just needs to be infection movies as a whole. Exactly. <sighs> Again, I'm very passionate about that because people think they know everything, and it's just like, no. If you if you if if you place yourself in that situation, if I if I woke up and I was butt ass naked on a table like Jim, and there wasn't nobody in, in the vicinity, and I went to a fucking house, a uh, fucking church, and a damn zombie priest was running after me, I'd be scared. Therefore, it is a horror movie. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. So moving forward to piggyback off what Jackie said earlier. Um, so I've been asking all of my guests during the zombie series, would you rather live your life trying to fight the zombies and survive, or would you rather be bitten and live your life gleefully as a zombie? And I, I preface and I say I said it last week. I have a bottle of fireball in my <laughs> wine cabinet area that was a gift to me that I have not opened. Because I hate Fireball. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to save this for the goddamn zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Because I am not going to live my life already living with anxiety, right? Having to be on fight or flight mode times six million. No, thank you. I'm going to drink my whiskey and I'm going to gleefully live my life as Mm. the undead. So, Kendall, how do you feel about that? What would you do? Uh, I think I would try to survive for a little while. What? I think just at first, at first, because I think you want at first you you kind of want to get the the gravity of the situation right. Like if I woke up and I'm just like, all right, everybody's gone. At first, I'd be like, all right, cool, everybody gone. It's just me, <laughs> and I try to figure that out. But uh, once I realized like what I'm actually up against, I'd be like, man, I'm gonna try to survive for a little bit because I don't want to go out screaming, being ripped to shreds. But uh, I'm definitely not going to try to pretend to have like a quote unquote productive life, like some Walking Dead shit, where they're like, "We need to rebuild our own civilization." I'm not doing none of that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. that's too much. I can barely that. do my taxes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm <laughs> <laughs> I can barely fucking do my taxes with help and YouTube and TurboTax. I'm not going to build a civilization. Exactly, man. At best, I'm going to a Walmart or something. And no, for sure. Hanging out like I'm. I'm not IKEA, about to man. To Oh, yeah, I'm not looking for new people, none of that shit. I am going to try to Sam's make it for a little club. while and just be like, all right, cool. But if I realize that every given turn something's coming to eat me, I'm better like, man, I need to figure out a way <laughs> something. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna just jump to the herd, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure something out. 
You know what's you know what's funny about that is funny how you access this Kai because I remember years ago because my niece and nephew had gotten into Walking Dead as well years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I remember the time when Walking Dead I think was had just started airing. I don't know if I asked. I think I asked you this Kendall years ago, but I was asking all my friends. <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. if this happens, where is your safe place? And so many people were just like IKEA. <laughs> uh home day i never even thought about that like what would my safe place be and so many people were like home depot ikea walmart all these like places that has food clothes utilities um and it's just so whole and i remember i told my niece because we live in new york and if, if any of you guys listening know how crowded times square gets yeah, I have told my niece and nephew, if the zombie apocalypse happens we are avoiding Yo. times square we are gonna go to Coney Island where it's we're near water. That is where we're going. We're going to Coney Island or we're going to the Statue of Liberty or we're gonna be just isolated in the island. That's where we're safe. Yeah. That's oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt real quick. That's funny because uh y- y'all if y'all know zero gravity, um she lives in New York as well, and she was like, "This is like Ground Zero always in like every movie, yeah. <laughs> except for this one. Yeah. This one takes place in London, which is like which, you know, pretty much like a busy ass city, like New York." And she yeah, said, "Yeah, it's basically New York. It's basically mm-hmm. Europe, New York." So uh, yeah, so she's like, "I'm pretty much fucked." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my best option if I couldn't make it to like a Walmart or IKEA or something like that, because like ain't many of those in the immediate location in New York. Um, probably my apartment, and that's because it's like small enough. <laughs> I think it's small enough and my building isn't massive enough that, like, I don't think I'll end up in a really bad situation. Like, at worst, I'd have to walk up a few flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I can, like, my apartment is, like, reasonably sized that I wouldn't have to worry about it, like, getting overrun. Like, once I get in and lock the door, I'm good. And I feel like it would be reasonable to get in and out without, like, being, like, consumed by anything crazy. Plus, I got, like, a, a little balcony that I could probably climb over the side of the vibe. <laughs> so I think that would be reasonable but yeah, I don't think anybody really makes it in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I think that element of New York City being like this very like big. I, well, I've only been to New York once, and from my experience, everything is like up. Like I'm, I live in Texas, so everything is spread out. Like I yeah. feel like I have a higher chance of surviving out yeah. here than y'all yeah, do up fine. there. You know, everything is spread. I can drive like forty minutes out, and I'm in like no man's land, right? So everything is up there and very crowded below in in New York. So I'm just like, I feel like that within itself is frightening, right? Just knowing that there's not much space to move, but there's a lot of people in that small space. So I feel like that is why that is like the culprit of like zombie apocalypse, um, catastrophe-esque type movies, right? You think about films like Godzilla or like Quarantine or stuff like that. It's just like always in these very small populated areas and all this havoc is wreaking in the area. Like Japan, small ass fucking, Japan is this big. You can't see my fingers, but very little. (laughs) This big. So, you know, that's crazy. Exactly. Dense as hell. (laughs) Yeah. My God, we are screwed. I mean, I, 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 I well, my boyfriend lives in Harlem, like close to like where where Kendall lives. But he lives like an eleventh floor, so that elevator breaks down. We're fucked, right? <laughs> but I had told him I was like, you know, what? I live in the Ville, so I feel like I might survive because I'm sure, I'm sure everybody in this neighborhood will have a Glock and ready 
to defend ourselves <laughs> over any zombies. We'll barricade ourselves, but it will be hostile. We won't let anybody in. <laughs> we won't right. let that's nobody what, in. That's what Texas got us beat. See, they got some guns. So, like, Man, uh, can we, I don't even want to get started. spread out. And yet, well, I, I'm not even going to talk about that, but I mean, like, yeah. generally, <laughs> like, if, like, something like that happened. Oh, yeah, for sure. People we had good. to defend we themselves. Got like, we got, got whiskey space. and guns, so. You, yeah, you can see somebody running towards you. Like, you mm-hmm. got, probably got a house with enough space around you that if something wild was happening, you would have some time to see it coming towards you. Probably, And we got water, too. We got the Gulf. Uh, we, got, we can go to Galveston. Galveston yeah. is an hour away, you know, and there's you water, sure. but... <laughs> You gotta make sure you don't end up in some like Night of the Living Dead stuff where you're like trapped in the house. Like, exactly. I feel like the only advantage that I have being that I live in Texas is that I have a greater like escape. I have a longer escape time. Y'all don't have much of an escape time. No. Especially no. with it being 15 seconds. And that's kind of like something that you can see in 28 Days Later. Like with, um, and speaking of, when, as soon as I said whiskey, I thought about Frank's character. Because like, I am so Frank. <laughs> He's like, look, I need, as soon as he picked up Selena and Jim, he's like, hey, let's turn up, drink, you know, but <laughs> it's definitely me, definitely me, always got to have a drink, but, you know, they had a little bit of, because, like, England is, like, super spaced out at some point, besides, like, London, they had enough time to kill to get to the countryside and then to get to the, the camp, and then, of course, they saw Manchester and stuff like that, so that's kind of, like, the advantage that I have out here, um, but then you got to think about gas, you got to think about, you know, the roads in so many different True. factors. So many different well, factors. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, though, at least you could walk. Exactly. Right? Y'all ain't got to Yeah. We can walk. It's just yeah. going to be so dense. Listen, yeah. we're just, Kendall, just a minute. We're, we're just going to die first. We're just going to be gone because. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we can trade places because I have no interest in trying to survive zombie apocalypse, especially if they're like rageful ass, mean, blood eyed zombies. Speaking of, like crazy, Am I the basically? only one that thinks that these zombies or these undead infected people in fucking 28 Days Later, the eyes scare me the most? Yeah, the eyes are pretty yeah. Their it's, eyes are it's, so scary. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, unsettling. Right? But um, yeah. moving back. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to do with that. I could imagine seeing somebody like that where they eyes like that from a distance and they look mad. Usually when you see people eyes like that, they drunk. So she has my eyes like that and they mad. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, nah. Yeah, I'd be like, I be like, I only saw that in cartoons. This is real? What? Yeah. Right. Heard the cowley dog shit. Yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> like, we have Jim, right? We have Jim played by Killian Murphy. He wakes mm-hmm. up butt ass naked on a hospital table and <laughs> apparently he's had brain surgery and he wakes up and he notices that everybody's gone. My first thought was, okay, bruh, you managed to be so, to have not been touched for 28 days in the hospital. Why did you leave? Why did well, you leave? I don't know. But of course he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't find out what's yeah. going on until like, so pretty much I'm going to speed through since like we're going everywhere. So we have Jim. Um, and he wakes up, he's like, yo, what the fuck's going on? And he's roaming around, you know, London. And he's, and it's beautiful. It's a very, like, peaceful, scenic scene. 
um, because there's no one there. I mean, he's walking around and he sees all of these posters about people evacuating and leaving London. And then, of course, like people finding or trying to find their loved ones and people getting infected and stuff like that. And he kind of somewhat gets introduced to what's happening. And then, of course, he goes to the chapel and he sees all these dead bodies. And then he sees the pop locking priest is what I like to call it. Because um, <laughs> he, he has some moves on him. I ain't gonna lie. The pop locking priest. He's the pop locking priest, you know? And then he's like, my favorite part of that scene is after he smacks. He smacks that priest so hard that priest ends up in 28 weeks later. But we'll talk about that later. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So he smacks the fuck out of that priest, right? And the first thing he says is, I shouldn't have done that. And I feel like there was some type of like religious confliction within him because yeah, he just smacked exactly the, smack the shit out of a priest. But you know, once that happens, of course, uh, 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 another trope in zombie infected esque <laughs> is that zombies are attracted to noise. So, of course, like he's beating this priest up and he's like salivating and stuff like that. So, that's going to attract more zombies, more undead people. And so he's like running, running, running. I also love that scene too because he's running for his life. This man has had brain surgery. Yeah. And so he's pop like a priest, right? <laughs> and this is all because of pop like a priest. And so he's running. And then we have good old Selena and Mark who like throw these like flaming bottles and they busting zombies yeah. in the head. And they're like, hey, come with us. <laughs> Yo, they was, they was wild. They was on one. But you know, no. I ain't gonna lie to you. Haven't seen this movie for the first time in a while. To like today, literally for the podcast. I was thinking to myself, this movie would be so much in, so much more interesting if she was the lead. Like the movie's yeah. not boring, but it would be a better movie if she was the lead. Like you I know, like the idea completely of them him waking up and having no idea what's going on. Totally fine with that. No problem with that whatsoever. However, she is a lot more interesting than he is. He just mm-hmm. woke up and is like, I still have my heart from the world that was. Yeah. And that's like okay. That's not really that's not bad. The movie doesn't do much with it, but that's not really bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> but her she's like no I've seen a lot of shit in one month you have no fucking idea what's going on in this universe you don't even know how to live here and I feel like she's yeah. just a way more compelling character I don't want to yeah. get too deep for the intro but sorry Jackie I don't want to get too deep for the intro but I feel like that is a beautiful representation of just like real life right like Selena okay. is presumed to be a black woman and her experiences, the things that she's experienced in retrospect to someone like Jim, who's more of like a shy, introverted white male is completely different, right? As far as the survival tactics that this black woman outside of this zombie apocalypse has had to experience or the things that she's had to endure has kind of prepared her for this moment as far as like being the lead, as far as someone who's very stern. Um, and you can definitely see that in the scene where she just whacks the fuck out of Mark and when they that's my favorite scene you know what I'm saying like and I fell in love with her I was like oh my gosh she's amazing like Mark is this very sweet humorous eschatonic type of guy and then you know Selena's like yeah you my friend and all but I'm sorry I have to I have to have tunnel vision I have to survive and Jim's like I gotta see my family you know what's going on like Jim bruh and so you kind of see that that um the comparison of the two in that movie, Selena's like a bad bitch, and Jim's like, oh my god. Of course, in the beginning of the movie. But, you know? Yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, she is a bad bitch. She's like Michonne before we knew what Michonne was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, shout out to Selena. Naomi Harris, queen. Queen. Queen fun of girl. Queen. But, um, 
I feel like also Selena represents the logical, harsh reality um, and that energy in comparison to Jim, who, of course, like kind of still lives in that dystopia of wanting and needing to be saved. Selena's going to save herself by any means. Yep. Jim is all Jim in the beginning and even in the middle of the film. He's definitely looking for external forces. And you see that when he goes to his parents' house and he's like looking at like, you know, the videos and stuff, he's he's still, like, kind of emotionally driven, and so he's like, I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. I'm trying to live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, back to that scene, um, when Jim does see his parents dead, because they basically off themselves. Mm-hmm. They, their way of, like, taking themselves out during the zombie apocalypse. Like, Selena even tells him, like, consider yourself lucky that they had a peaceful death. And he didn't understand that at first. Jim is just like, oh, the parents. And then that's when Mark tells him the story of how how he witnessed his own family turn in front of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And again, like Selena had lost her family. She said it. She's like, everyone we knew were our dead. So again, like, yes, based on that, because also, yes, she is a very strong as black woman too and i'm just like yes i mean i want naomi harris in every movie to be honest right. i want her in every <laughs> film um but yes i definitely agree with what you said especially that scene and then it's funny how like i'm probably gonna skip over to the end but yeah no jump around do whatever you want yeah, again like, they all listeners you know how i do feel this movie came out 2001 if you ain't seen this damn movie that's your fault this is a spoiler filled episode okay <laughs> Cause like yeah, cause like you know after she meet they meet it with with um Frank and Hannah and they you know, go on their whole adventure. They drive, they go to that grocery store, they stop in this little metal area to just sit and relax and eat. And yeah. that's when she tells Jim like, "I was wrong. I was wrong for thinking staying alive is as good as it gets." And that's only because they felt some sort of peace at that moment where okay. Yep. I think we're okay. I think we survive. We're like a tight-knit family. And then it's it's interesting how she went from a stern, I survive on my own for myself to we need to protect Hannah at all costs. Exactly. We need to save her at all costs. Like she is the one thing that we have to protect. And it's just so wild. And it's funny because like that's that's what happens in real life. You do end up becoming that whole like, I, I don't care about anybody else. It's just me, me, me. And then when you get that so- like human interaction that you never had for years mm-hmm. never had for years you start to develop it and you're just like wait is this attachment i'm feeling is this emotion and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's very dangerous and for her it's like it kind of made her realize that okay maybe living for myself isn't all what is cracked up to be because of this child i just met exactly this innocent person i we need to keep her safe yeah I definitely um, I wrote in my notes you really get to see the emotion spill um, with Selena in retrospect to like Hannah and just like surviving and that need to survive as a unit in retrospect Mm -hmm. to like as an individual whenever they make it to the camp with all of the fucking horn I call them horny soldiers um mm-hmm. that's yeah, accurate though the horny soldiers so <laughs> that is when they make it to that area and she's in jim's arms or she's talking to jim and she's just crying especially after what had unfortunately happened to frank but i have my thoughts on that but we'll talk about that after yeah frank <laughs> rip rip rest in peace i just 
in every like infection movie or zombie film there's always that one person in the group that turns that has to either get killed and or just turns and just lives their life gleefully as a zombie and it's just like not you damn not you i know i thought it was gonna be mark oh go ahead i'm sorry no i'm gonna say when that scene happened i got so pissed off i'm just like bro you know how this (sighs) virus is contracted you know how it spreads why would you go under a dead body body with a crow picking at it you like and then you just like oh blood drop in my eye uh like like dude <laughs> that like, was the he knew like he knew i was like visine well, is not going to fix that man she said visine like, <laughs> is not going to fix that <laughs> Man. Well, you, you got to remember for context, part of the reason that some of that stuff even happened in the way it happened, they arrived at the base, they thought people would be there, it was empty, so they're like, fuck, we can't yeah. wait for nothing. Everybody's so he's yeah. upset, Emotional. and then the, he just hears the bird, and he's like, he wants the bird to just shut up, so he could have a moment of silence, and then, you know, one bad mistake led to the other, and bam. That droplet was too fucking perfect. Oh, it was too it perfect. Yeah. Like, his yeah. cheek. <laughs> and he knew, like... I don't know. I don't know what was more annoying in this movie. The fact that Frank died, rest in peace, because I, I, I feel like I resonate most with Frank in the movie. Frank and Selena, but definitely Frank, <laughs> because Frank always has a drink near him, and he always tries to find humor, like, in like those situations, and I feel like that's like a coping mechanism for me, is trying to find something funny, even yeah. in the most serious of serious moments, because that's the only way I'm going to be able to, like, comprehend or, like, grasp what's going on. Um, and of course, Selena just being a badass, but I just don't think I have that type of leadership in a zombie apocalypse to like deal with that. I'm just like, no. But um, that and also like fucking Jim screaming hello every 15 minutes in this damn movie. Hello? Oh, hello? Hello? I'm like, hello? bro, you know these zombies are attracted to sound. Why are you saying hello? Even at the end, I thought it was really funny. Know how they brought those sheets out at the very end and they spelled out hello like <laughs> bruh they that's a lot just... of sheets they could have just spelled hi thank you they yeah. should have just said <laughs> it's three letters three letters like, they could have just said hey or hi that would have been way less work right easier to put out like but it's it's fine I think that was just at that point the movie's trying to show you a little bit of happiness in like this dark dreary world exactly which, to be honest with you I didn't feel like the this movie is like clocking close to two hours and I'm like it, it's weird because it feels like nothing happens in a lot of ways but stuff does happen and mm-hmm. but like a lot of the grim shit kind of is at the end like it's just like I guess it's, it's I guess you call it world building right yeah part of it feels like okay they start with here's the world like you didn't know what this world was here's what the world is and then it's like okay cool here are a few people in this world who've had to live in it beside the character we're following and then it's kind of like, okay, now that you've met these people, here's the characters slowly coming to the realization of what they need to do to survive in this world. Yeah. And then you kind of don't, you, you meet survivors, but I, I forgot what the survivors were even like because I haven't seen this movie in a while. So I couldn't remember if Frank was the asshole or not. No, like was, Frank <laughs> was more of the... He's a good like, guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. I feel like there were no bad... There were no bad people in their survivors group. They have like Selena who can yeah. 
from the outside looking in kind of be perceived as like the mean one but she's just like survival driven then we have jim mm-hmm. who's kind of just trying to find himself in all of this madness then we have frank who's like at the end of the day i'm here to protect my daughter and to make it out for her but at the same time he's kind of like that comedic relief and then we have hannah who i feel like a lot of people underestimate hannah's like tenacity and strength in this movie because she's young and she's quiet but she's a bad bitch too but she smacked mm-hmm. the shit out of jim with that bottle because she thought he was infected at the end when they was in that house, I said, "Golly, she's like she well, was, was no questions. She it was no questions. So no, for was real. Was... Oh yeah, well, off them damn pills, right? So she was like, "What?" She I was like, "God dang!" Selena's like, "Wait, he's, <laughs> he's not infected. He's not even just kissing me. Right? He was just kissing me." And of course, it's not a movie without any type of romance. But you know, I was just like, I. I, I, I but you know what's but you know what's interesting is that you know Kendall and I usually talk about like when we saw what was it uh the mask or the devil's mask like mm-hmm. the old time movie where I was just like oh god forced romance because I feel like in Hollywood that has to happen there's yeah, always it's a part of the forced formula. romance oh, yeah, yeah. but for yeah. this it didn't feel like it was forced it felt like it just happened naturally because these survivors are together all the time now, mm-hmm. 24-7. So when Frank dies, yeah, that's when Selena is just like, oh my God, we need to stay together, all three of us, you know? like, And in a way, like it was like Selena, Jim, and Hannah, like their adopted daughter in a sense. Justice so, for Mark. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it was just like, it felt more natural it didn't feel like oh here we go force romance it didn't feel that way yeah you know it felt like it was more fluid than force because we could always tell when it's force you know <laughs> jurassic park <coughs> but um <laughs> Ooh, it's shady in you here, know honey. you know so, but, <laughs> but for here like it's it was it was very more like a natural thing that just happens like a normal human interaction that we see that normally would happen in that setting. So I, I appreciated that. Otherwise, I'd have been like, oh, here we fucking go again. Oh. But no, it was, it was, it was nice. It was, it was okay. wholesome. I was like, oh. I get that. You know, I feel like in every, there's like an actual formula where there has to be like a certain percentage of romance, a certain percentage of like drama for the climax, and a certain percentage of like different things that create the perfect Hollywood movie. I remember I took mm-hmm. a, uh, I forgot, what is the media literacy course in college? And um, we have to study that formula. And that's with every movie. It doesn't matter if it's horror or whatever. Um, there has to be some form of like, like slight romance to kind of create, um, like a, a subplot right to the climax but yeah, um, my next question before we get into the final segments of the horny soldiers um <laughs> <laughs> so what are two horny soldiers volume one <laughs> british edi- edition okay let me stop my mom might be listening <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> sorry mama um so what are two non-survival things, non-survival things that you would bring with you during the zombie apocalypse? Like if you had no choice but to survive and not like off yourself, um, <laughs> what would be two non-survival things you would bring? And I'm gonna let Jackie go first this time. Animal Crossing. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. I'm drinking Animal that. Crossing with me. Like I, I need some sort she of normal. No hesitation. 
Yeah, I'm bringing some sort of like, you know what? The world is chaos. Let me just build my island so it looks normal. I know, that's right. Um, I guess that and I don't know, my sketchbooks, like just sketch out dead corpses. Like, oh, look at this. <laughs> that's what I, I would, my lives. two non-survival stuff. <laughs> what about you, Kadell? I don't. I really don't know because I'm thinking like, okay, if you brought a phone, it's going to die. Yeah, I won't be able to charge it, so that's kind of useless. Um, even if you had headphones for like music, that's going to die. So that <laughs> that probably wouldn't be too helpful either. Um, oh my god, that's right. What the hell did I say? Animal Crossing. What the hell's yeah, that's what I, that's why I'm gonna have it for the first like no twenty power. minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna be sad the whole apocalypse. Yeah, because <laughs> you ain't got it no more. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, uh shit. Uh, let me think. What, what would I bring? Like that, you said, non-survival, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I guess I can't include people, so I'm gonna go with like I don't know a book, maybe a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to occupy your mind, I don't know a book. Uh, a big one, a like, really, really, really big one. A big one, or even just a book that I enjoy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the book Holes. I love that book in high school. Oh my <laughs> that God, book is great. Same. No, I holes, love that book. Holes and Shiloh had me in a chokehold in elementary. Okay. Yes. Yes. Zero was the man. That was my favorite character. What? Uh, Stanley Yelnats. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, like I love that book so much. It just, it just always put a smile on my face. I don't know right. if y'all bring that book with me. Uh, maybe that and uh, uh, you know what? For shit, I'll get a sketchbook. I'll start learning the drugs. I ain't got nothing else to do. So. So why, yeah, sure. I'll go with those things. A book, I'll go with holds the book and a sketchbook. Why not? I can't think of anything else. I would bring my Squishmallow. I don't know if you guys know what Squishmallow pets are, but um, I collect I them, so. like the little squishies. They're like the little plush animals. Like everybody on TikTok collects them, and so do I. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I keep one with oh, me. I, I have like know that. yes, I keep like two in my car. I have like five at home. I have like two in my boyfriend's house. Like I keep them everywhere. But I would definitely bring one of those because that is my support animal or my, my support <laughs> stuffed animal. And then I would probably bring some zombie makeup so that I can blend in. Because you know I do special effects. Oh, that is true. So that is true. I would probably you know bring some you zombie makeup. I- we need you to go to Texas. No, Kendall, we gotta go to Texas so so Kai could be in our survival. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Yes. But then I think about See? like uh, Shaun of the Dead. Was that Shaun of the Dead with um with um Bill Murray? Was that Shaun of the Dead? Bill Murray. That was Zombieland. Zombieland. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Zombieland. Zombieland. He got his ass killed. <laughs> Trying to play that. Was that. So maybe I should. That was that, Yeah. Maybe that is the like, funniest can, scene in the franchise of that whole movie. I can yeah. like pretend, right? And then I can do like a wink at the living people, like, I'm one of y'all. And then every all the zombies are doing like thriller in the background. You know what? This just reminds me how, like, remember the Hunger Games? How everybody was like, Peter is useless. This is like, yeah. Peter would be very useful in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't remind me of I'm like, you'd be the Peter of the zombie apocalypse. Definitely. <laughs> be like, oh my God. And what, and what is zombie. your skill? I no, no, no. know how to make the, you look like you did. I think the person we all need to survive the zombie apocalypse and do not, I swear to God, if you guys laugh at me, I'm really like, you know what? Fuck, I'm going home. No, Dora the Explorer is what we need. We need Dora the Explorer. We're going to survive. Because that bitch always got a map. Is that with or without Diego? No, Diego. We need the damn disease from Diego. 
That's funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's true. Oh, poor Diego. <laughs> but yes, we need Dora. We need Dora. Oh, not Diego. Boots. The damn monkey. Oh my god. <laughs> I was thinking about Boots. I'm sorry. Oh, Boots ain't safe. Curious George ain't safe. Ain't nobody safe. <laughs> I had like two shots before the show, y'all. We're supposed to take our shots together. I completely forgot. <laughs> like a little gorilla for the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dang okay so That's moving forward crazy. to the horny yeah. soldiers I forgot so, about this part of the movie entirely so this well, is, this, I feel like they spent a little too much time on this part tech, uh, you know but I feel like this is also very important for Jim's character and even Selena because I feel like there was a, this is a time for Selena to kind of like not necessarily let her guard down but allow Jim to be that leader and allow Jim to have that character development to where he like I don't like the term girl balls but he kind of you know grew some you know what I'm saying he was out there murking them soldiers fuck the zombies he was killing the damn soldier. <laughs> he was, He's like, he I'm was ready. stabbing people in the chest and snap. He was doing all kind of stuff. So pretty much, um, with Fr- when they go to find Frank at the apartment, um, Frank's like, "Yo, we don't have enough water and stuff to survive here." So it, there's a radio signal. Um, again, that's another trope in, in zombie films. There's always a radio signal of like some type of survivor camp Boy. or some some sort that some type of Neverland type whatever so they Frank's like yo I got this place we can go to XYZ that's where unfortunately his demise happened my thing is is that Frank got the zombie juice in his eye right then he turned into a zombie then they shoot him so they was waiting they were there waiting this whole time <laughs> yes, yes so what if he it's hadn't just, have got the zombie juice in his eye were they just gonna sit there like, if I had to guess, I would think they didn't. They felt like if I'm, if I had to guess, and this is probably just a plot hole in general that you pointed out. If I had to guess, maybe they didn't need no more men in the group. They was looking for a reason to get rid of one. <laughs> exactly right, and so that kind of goes into the whole idea. So of course, like spoilers, um, they after uh, Frank is unfortunately dead, they get introduced to uh, Major Henry, um, who and. Uh, this is my show whatever i don't know those soldiers are giving very like nazi aryan blood type vibes especially that major and especially the whole idea that they pretty much had created that signal so that their men could have women and and sexually assault these women hannah and selena to quote unquote repopulate the world i don't i don't take i don't believe that repopulate the world bullshit not one bit those guys were just horny Ain't enough women for that. Right, and then even think about it, they had that one dude in there cooking and shit with the maid dress on and stuff. Uh-uh, it was giving real horny. I don't know. I don't know. And then another part that gives me real Aryan Nazi vibes is that why out of all the infected zombies, you're going to get the black one that's going to be chained up in the back. I don't like that. I was thinking the same thing. That shit racist. Uh, I'm sorry. And then the white commander and then they race. How you racist to a zombie? <laughs> I can race to a zombie. Well, that goes into that movie, that Death Snow movie you talk about. Yeah, with the Nazis and shit. Like, right. It's, it's weird. It's, it's weird. But, but I should. Yeah. I think the main point um, that I took from this segment of the film is the whole notion of like people killing people, which is something that Major West like points out. Um, and so it kind of goes into the whole idea of like who is the actual monstrosity, right? Um, 
I feel like personally that there is nothing that separates the the undead from the living, right? Because at the end of the day, each entity, whether undead or living, is just simply trying to survive. And they're doing that in eight, like, if they're doing the innate things that it takes to survive, whether that means like killing other people, like how Selena fucking obliterated Mark without even blinking or batting an eyelash, or whether that means you are an undead being and you're just roaming around trying to affect other people because that's just the way your brain is wired with this virus. And so it's just like, who is the real monstrosity? Is there a real monstrosity? Or is it simply just people killing people, which is that something that has happened way before the zombie apocalypse right so i think that whole like monologue that major henry was like talking about was like really powerful because it kind of like shows that like who really is who's the monster here is it the zombies or is it you know the undead i I mean mean, the living so i mean georgia romero kind of started that exactly yes 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 the real monsters were the humans, exactly. not the zombies. And it's funny because, like, we covered that episode on the podcast before with um, Shy, who who does like you know horror novels, and we all said that how like those films, especially like this twenty eight days later and twenty eight weeks later, when it comes to zombie films or even affection films, no matter if it's it's horror or drama or however people want to label it as, I feel like. They're also kind of like a lesson yeah. of like, not just this can happen, but let's try to be avoidant of this so that we're not destroying each other just exactly. to survive. But yet we see it after time, after time, after time, and after time, we don't learn. We mm-hmm. never learn. And I remember I mentioned that the app, if this man was still alive, if George A. Romero was still alive, you know damn sure that he's going to make a movie based on what's happening right now using what's happening right now because i'm turning in his grave right now where he's like what the fuck people did you not learn your lesson yet like oh i made movies i made 20 movies about this why are we why is this still happening and and it's true because we see it in any type of post-apocalyptic world where humans are the monsters we're monsters where we're selfish we, we think about number one, ourselves. We don't care about anyone else. The only time we care about someone is someone we love gets infected, gets something. Like, I mean, and we could take the pandemic, for example. So many people were just like, it's not real. It's not serious. It's not this, it's that. And then when someone they love kind of got sick or, or, you know, died, they're like, oh, my God, it's real. It's like, we've been telling you it's real. We've been telling you this is serious. Mm-hmm. Or like, I want to wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. And yet someone gets sick and they're like, oh, my God, like we've been telling you this. And it's just like, I think that's also why people feel a certain way when they, they, they watch zombie films and affection films, because they don't want to see the mirror image of themselves. Mm-hmm. Of like, Oh, shit, that's me. Like, like, yeah, that is you. Like so many people are like the major. So many people are like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we know Even- like that. Even outside of like catastrophe, right? Even outside of catastrophe, especially like that we live in the US and there's this whole idea of like patriotism and like rights. I feel like yeah. a lot of time, like that can be 
um, misconstrued into yeah. like um, toxic exactly a reason for violence and also toxic individualism to where it's like if it has nothing to do with me I, I don't care and I feel like yeah. that is one of the major downfalls of our society because we're so caught up in like getting to work and making money that you know oh what's happening in the news or what's happening to people that are less fortunate or even more fortunate than us it doesn't matter you know that people are dying or people don't have money to pay for this or there's homelessness or there's disease because we're so focused on ourselves and you know it's just something that oh it just happens but it's like no not it it doesn't matter until it happens to you right and I feel like again like you can with harm with films like this you can kind of hold up a mirror to society and be like this is who you really are right this is who you are you don't want to accept yeah. that this is who you are collectively I, I, I often wonder like the more I think about this we've seen so many movies of like infections and things altering people's personalities I, I often wonder if like and I'm sure psychologists have probably said this so it's probably not really an original thought but I wonder if like a part of our problem is like denying that we're actually like also animals Oh yeah. Like part part of it so, is yeah. just believing that because like we're human and we have you know free choice and all of that stuff that like the things that should affect animals shouldn't necessarily affect us. Like we're kind of above that, and and like you know the people who are infected in this movie, mm-hmm. we you don't know if they're good or bad people because it's because we're all made of chemicals. There's a it's a chemical alteration. Yeah. It's a, something that changes within you. Like even though we like to all walk around and be like well I'm intelligent being and all of this stuff like at the end of the day uh we're all made of chemicals as my man Lupe said we all made of chemicals vitamins and minerals like we all all made up of like certain things that you just find even in like soil and like if those things were altered by like something chemically that we aren't aware of because despite having a periodic table we don't know all this shit by heart so we don't know if like extra iron will do something to you that you've never considered or like yeah. things like that that's how you get infections and disease and all of this stuff and i wonder if it's like just the denial of all of that is what makes these things even worse makes like these situations far more than they need to be because it's in all of these movies it usually ends up being like a denial of the, denial of the situation at hand the, the the evilest people seem to be the ones who are the most desperate yeah, or trying to keep, retain some form of position, like mm-hmm. the uh, I guess you could say lieutenant or whatever the dude was who was in charge of it. He said, "I promise my men, women." Like he's just trying to essentially retain his position of power by delivering or delivering to the people who are following his lead. Yeah, uh, I feel. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's it. That was it. That was in my thought. I feel like a lot of the whole idea of denial is is very prevalent as far as like what we were speaking on earlier about like the whole like capital storm, right? And how there were so many people who were on TV like, this is not my America. This is not the country I was raised in. And people like us who are people of color, black people, Hispanic, whatever, Latinx, it's like, yes, it is. We've been Uh telling you that this is the country that you live in. We've been telling you that we've been harassed by white women who are now seen as Karen. We've been telling you that we've been racially profiled. We've been telling you that we've been placed in an in, in, in adequate situation simply because of the color of our skin or the social economic stances that we live in. You know what I'm saying? But it's not until you see, oh, 50,000 people or 50 people stormed the Capitol, X, Y, Z. Oh, it's not my America. This is your America. You're just in denial. Or you don't want to see that this is your America. Yeah, and in a way, you could almost say it's a form of manipulation. Like, oh, absolutely, that's like, gaslighting, sure. It's, yeah, it's gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, super gaslighting. Like, like, not even just their response to what we're saying. But I mean, like, 
it's manipulation in terms of like how I would say how people forget these events. Yeah. Because these events, when they happen, they are important. It's it's important that that thing happened, that 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 January sixth happened. But if you forget it, then it's useless. Exactly. And I feel like forgetting it is a part of a, like manipulation. Like whether you want to say it's media, whether it's just your own memory of you just being like, "Well, that was a wild day, wasn't it?" And you know, you go on Twitter and just laugh at the memes and call it a day, mm-hmm. which I laugh with them too. Them just be funny. Ass but, hell, uh, that was a funny day on Twitter. They be hilarious. The memes just be hilarious. But like, if you if we kind of forget the day, then it's it, you forget the moment. Then it's easy to like never try to correct it or ever try to like hold things, hold people, or hold the moment accountable. Like we need to hold the moment accountable otherwise it's it's all useless exactly yeah. you well, know sad. yeah definitely um well 28 days later guys <laughs> <laughs> like how do you end an episode on that that was so great but um yeah so i mean i'm really speechless i don't i don't know how to end the episode <laughs> I'm happy I can take your breath away. Right? <laughs> no, seriously. Because I mean, I feel like again, like again, I feel like they spent a lot, a little too much time on the whole like sexual assault thing aspect. But of course, that was kind of like the tipping point for Jim in this movie, where he's like, "Oh, I can't take this." You know, I didn't kiss Selena. You know, he kissed her. So, he's like, oh, oh man. Uh, I gotta save her now. You know what I'm saying? I got Hannah, you know what I'm saying? And all hell breaks loose. And that kind of gives him this strength and self-awareness to be like, I can't yeah. in fact defeat these people. Not only can I defeat the humans, but I can defeat these these monsters. And so of course, like once he kicks everybody's ass, and I think the best part of the ending is when Hannah, who of course, um, the scene uh, where Frank and all of them are at the gas station and Hannah is driving and Frank's like hit the brake hit the brake and Hannah's like he's like whatever get in the back seat I guess she's not driving the way he wants her to she uses yeah. she utilizes those same skills at the end when she put goes into reverse <laughs> when the major's in the back seat when they all escape finally um because they uh Jim had let loose the uh chained black zombie who I'm so glad got <laughs> fucking free. Anyway, so um like, Jim releases that dude and he's roaming around like killing all the, the soldiers that are left or whatever. And so Hannah like reverses back with all of them in the car and the zombie snatches the major out of the back seat. That's so cool. And they go off into like this beautiful prairie land. And you know, 28 days later, ironically, Jim wakes up again and it looks as if there's a happy ending. Yeah, like so, some people. Yeah, even though there's I'll, alternative endings that I don't even want to talk about. Oh, I never even seen them. So I, I, yeah, neither have I. I didn't know there was a turn. <laughs> I didn't know there was a turn. I didn't know that. I didn't even remember the part with the sheets until watching it again. Now I, I thought the movie ended with them hitting the gate at the, with the car, and I was like, "Yeah, that's how I remember it ending." I forgot all about the sheet part. <laughs> Jenny, before we close, how did you feel about the alternative endings? I've never seen any of them, so I don't even know what they are like. Yeah, neither did I. What were they? Did they all die? I know there was one where Jim... I had it on Wiki Fandom. Uh, I think there's one where they... Where Jim dies in the hospital, or he gets infected. Let me see. Let me Google machine. Oh, that's interesting. I love having the Google machine close by. He gets um, I right. think so. Yeah. I think there's one where he gets infected. Let's see. Um, 
Oh, that. that would be. Uh, you know me. Yeah. I'm a sucker for uh, happy endings. Not gonna lie. So there's three of them. There's one where Jim dies at the hospital. Um, there is pretty much they get rescued without Jim, and then let's see. It looks like another radical. Yeah, pretty much they Selena and Hannah rush him to a deserted hospital, and he dies. They can't revive him, mm. and he dies because of blood loss. Oh, all right. That's kind of whack. But yeah, <laughs> it's whack. I'm glad it was that. kind of a happier ending. Um, yeah. Oh my god, another ending is that the whole outbreak was a dream. Oh my god, remember how that was a meme in Walking Dead? They're like, what if all this is Rick yeah. Grimes' dream? And I'm just like, yeah. that's a hell of a dream. Don't do this. Thing. Yeah, I'm like, don't do like this. That's thing. a meme. I that, no. I, I, you, you made me watch people die. I read people die in the comics. Like, nah, I'm not okay with that being a dream. You give me back. You give me back, Glenn. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna well, cry. I'm gonna cry. Thank you all so I do. much. Hold oh on. no, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. One quick question. I'm just because I'm, I'm just like, I feel like I'm going through a time capsule thinking about this movie. Uh. Was this at the beginning of when they was started doing more zombie movies where it was like not just that they were fast, but just like trying to add more social commentary and like mainstream stuff? Yeah, this uh, this was really like that? the this was really like the the breakthrough film. Because mm-hmm. I can't okay, think of anything. Of course you have Outbreak, right? But Outbreak is strictly a virus movie. Outbreak does not involve zombies. Outbreak is like the disease, the virus itself. Is was that before this the monster? The monster. Oh, it was way before. Outbreak was in the nineties, I think. Let me okay. not lie to you. Let me not lie to you. I think Outbreak was in the nineties. I mean, Google it real quick. Ninety-five. Ooh, that was a year I was born. Yeah, I remember I watched it, and my sister used to make fun of me about that. And she's like, "Oh, you think a flower is gonna fix everything?" I'm like, "Leave me alone." Okay? Yeah, Outbreak. Um, was was definitely ninety-five, and then this was in '01, but. You know, the virus itself and the exposure to the virus was the monstrosity. There were no undead. There were no zombies. Or, you know, saying it's just, hey, close your mouth, close your eyes, close everything. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty much an Ebola movie, you know. Because so, I think, yeah, okay. because when this film first came out, that's when I said that's when it first sparked the conversation of fast versus slow zombies. Exactly. They have not yeah. zombies until 28 days later came, and now we have, you know, fast zombies and everything, even in video games now. Freaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before have fast as zombies that talk to you. That's I knew that that game scared me when the first came out. When they was, talk to you, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, hold up now. You're supposed to be dro- drooling, not speaking. <laughs> okay, cool. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. This movie just feels different from like a 2022 perspective because we've seen yeah. so many movies that probably mimicked it between when it was released and now. So I'm like, uh, I look at it. It's just kind of hard to look at it differently. Yeah, because I mean, of how much time has passed since then, and how many movies have actually been stolen from it in a lot of ways. I don't Plus, know, the sequel I, just... I did not enjoy, so that's probably why. Oh, 28 <laughs> weeks later was so bad. I was so mad. I was talking to I my did... partner about yeah. it today, and I was like, You mean to tell me all this started because you want to kiss your infected wife? Sit your yeah. ass down. Yep. <laughs> Made me so mad. That I, you know what, that the main reason I wiped this from my memory is because of how bad that sequel was. <laughs> that might Dad be the main fucking... reason I wiped all this from my mind. That movie was fucking bad. That was my bad. friends laughing in the theater, just like, "Yo, for real, this how we live it?" No, this was. Oh yeah, man, no. No. I don't usually like to disrespect art from anyone because I'm like everybody put their time and effort into it, but that movie is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. 
<laughs> and that, folks, is the reason why we will not be talking about 28 weeks later in this zombie series on Monstrosity's Voice podcast. Um, we are only uh, 28 days, actually. Um, sorry. <laughs> but um, another one ever happened. I'm good. Right. Thank you for having us. No, of course. Thank you so much for coming on to the show to talk about 28 days later, which is so much fun. Um, I have it still on in the background. I think we're at the part now with the horny soldiers, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sick of those. They, that, that major Henry looked like it. They just he was just giving real Nazi Aryan blood, kind of blonde hair, blue eyes, Bob. That just wasn't for those. I mean, but like uh, the way his hair was, the way he dressed. Yeah, like, it was just no. I wasn't feeling it. But um, tell the people where they can find you on social media, Patreon, Cash App, anything, so that um, the listeners can support your platform, listen to your podcast, and all that fun stuff. Got a jacket? You want me to do it? <laughs> oh, I was getting my Twitter. <laughs> I <laughs> forget my Twitter handle. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Um, well, you know, you can find us on Instagram at uh, Terra Nova Pod. Is it underscore? Could we change this so many times? I don't remember. Terra Nova Pod. It, it should pop up. Yeah, that. And you can talk to me about horror on Twitter. You can find me at, at horror underscore Martinez. Like, I always talk about horror stuff as well. So, yeah, you can reach me there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Find us on Instagram. You can ch- check out our website as well. It's Uh Check us out on every two, every two weeks and bi-weekly on Tuesdays. We try to do two episodes a month. Uh, sometimes we do a bonus episode like we had recently with Kai came on and told told us the amazing story about their journey, which was like so amazing. And so many people said something about it actually. A few people were like, oh really? This is like exciting to hear. So I I, I love oh, it. Thanks. I'm happy we have this. Yeah, I'm happy you came on. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy you came on. I'm happy we just started doing this series and we talked to people. Right. <laughs> yes, I absolutely adore Terra Nova's podcast. I'm so glad that we finally had the opportunity because I've been on your show like three times. I'm like, dang, put them on the rock show. <laughs> But like with, with like it. right with filming and all the other stuff that I'm doing, it's really hard for me to just like hop back into the show as, as frequently as I would like to. So I'm really honored. Um, but for those that are listening, if you want to follow our podcast, go ahead and go to at mvhu podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to follow um, the sister page, Kaifex Horror Group on Instagram, it's going to be KF Horror Group. And if you want to see the podcast, the makeup, the writings, all that fun stuff, you can go to www.kaifexhorror.com. Thank you so much. Make sure that you support Terra Nova podcast. It's absolutely amazing. Jackie and Kendall are very very just super awesome love them um and make sure that you support black horror and go watch 28 days later if you haven't seen it you've had 21 years to watch it okay <laughs> so i don't know what to tell you 21 oh yeah years. this movie came out in 2001 yes and it is 2022 Holy fuck, I didn't realize. you've had 21 years <laughs> that movie came out when my little brother it. was born so you've had oh plenty of 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 time but um, oh y'all be God. safe out there. Stay away from the undead zombies and peace out. Helen, I came for you.